Hey, smarty pants, ready to discuss the latest news? Hey there. Sure, I'm ready. But remember, I'm not a kid, even though I'm younger than you. What's on the agenda today? Well, first of all, there's some really worrying news from Ukraine. Russia has launched a missile strike, and there are casualties and injuries, as well as significant damage to the infrastructure. Wow, that sounds serious. It really concerns me. What else is going on? In Russia, there's a petition going around to nominate Boris Nadezhin for president. Can you believe it? I wonder how this will affect the political situation in the country. And what's happening in the world? Elon Musk paid a visit to Auschwitz in Poland. Wow, what a day. Let's discuss this in more detail. And I also heard that malaria vaccination has started in Cameroon, and the Oscar nominees have been announced. Yeah, you're right. Let's discuss all these news in more detail. A perceau. Good morning, Oatcake. You know, this reminds me of a funny phrase that I recently laughed so hard at. My wife never cries. She is a very happy woman. Can you imagine? My wife never cries. She's a very happy woman. I still can't help but smile when I think about it. I had so much to do yesterday that I'm writing to you much later than usual, but I think I managed to tell you all the important stuff. I've gathered all the other little bits in a short digest at the end. Stay sane, oatcake. Do you know, my clever friend, what's happening in Ukraine right now? Well, I'm not a little kid, but tell me, what's going on over there? Sorry, didn't mean to offend you. Yesterday morning, Russia launched 41 missiles towards Ukraine. Some of them were launched from bombers and some from ground-based missile systems. Wow, that sounds scary. What happened next? Around six in the morning, these missiles hit Kiev, Kharkiv, Pavlohrad, and Balaklia. It's called a combined missile strike because there were both cruise and ballistic missiles, as well as aviation missiles. That's awful. Were there any casualties? Unfortunately, yeah. In Kharkiv, eight people died and 55 were injured. In Kiev, 22 people were injured. In Pavlohrad, a woman died on her way to work in one of the city's parks. That's so sad. And what about the CIA? Oh, yeah. The CIA released a new ad to recruit Russians. But in my opinion, they didn't do a great job. Come on, CIA, step up your game. You can do better. Well, maybe they're just trying to do their best in this difficult situation, you know? Maybe you're right. But still, they could have done better. All? Have you heard about Boris Nadezhin and his attempt to become the president of Russia? Yeah, I've heard. There are queues of people at Boris Nadezhin's headquarters who want to sign for his nomination as a candidate for the presidency of Russia. Interestingly, the call to sign for his nomination came from Maxim Katz, Mikhail Khodorkovsky, Navalny's associates, Ekaterina Shulman, Alexei Venediktov, Ilya Varlamov, Michael Naki, and Ekaterina Donsova. Yeah, and yesterday he gathered the necessary 105,000 signatures. Interestingly, Nadezhin collected signatures not only all over Russia, but also in 30 countries around the world where large Russian diasporas live. The Central Election Commission of the Russian Federation will announce the registration of candidates no later than the 10th of February. Oh, that's interesting. But I heard that they are expecting to disqualify Nadezhin from the election due to low-quality signatures. Is that true? Maybe. But yesterday, I nearly finished listening to his hour-and-a-half conversation with Shulman. And like many others, I still have two questions, the answers to which I suspect we'll find out this summer or autumn. And what are these questions then, mate? You know, my clever friend, here's the first question. Is Nadezhin a spoiler or not? In other words, is his candidacy coordinated with the Kremlin or not? From his conversation with Shulman, I learned that on his first day as the president of the Russian Federation, Nadezhin's first decree will be the release of all political prisoners, 
including Navalny, Yashin, and Karamorza. On the same day, Nadezhin plans to offer Ukraine and its coalition negotiations and a ceasefire. At that time, he will also cancel the mobilization decree. Wow, that sounds pretty radical. And what's the second question then, mate? And the second question is, should those who signed for Nadezhin expect reprisals? Could these signatures be used as a database of anti-war Russians? And what was Nadezhin's response to that? Up to now, Touchwood, there hasn't been a case where people were punished for activities that are not only legal, but are directly provided for by Russian laws. Honestly, I doubt it will come to that because that would be complete madness. Well, that sounds promising. But as they say, only time will tell, eh? Yeah, time will tell. But for now, let's keep an eye on this interesting political situation. Switching from political topics to international news, let's discuss Elon Musk's recent visit to Poland. Can you believe he suddenly decided to visit Auschwitz? Wow, that's a surprise. Elon Musk at Auschwitz? That's the concentration camp from the Second World War where millions of Jews perished. You know, my clever historian, it seems like Musk didn't just go there for no reason. The British newspaper Daily Telegraph writes that he paid tribute to the memory of the Holocaust victims and assured the Jews of his support. Oh, that's interesting, but why did he do that? Any ideas? Well, maybe it's because he and his platform with the silly name X are being accused of spreading anti-Semitism. X? Is that a new Twitter or something? Well, it looks like it. Anyway, Musk's visit to Auschwitz seems to have been a kind of attempt to show that he doesn't support anti-Semitism. Got it. Well, I hope it was sincere and not just a PR stunt. Switching from Elon Musk and his visit to Auschwitz, let's move on to another important topic, global healthcare. Have you heard about the latest news from Cameroon Young Scientist? No, go on. I'm always keen to learn something new. Well, Cameroon will be the first country where children will be regularly vaccinated with a new malaria vaccine. Official sources have called this campaign a significant milestone in the decades-long efforts to combat malaria in Africa. Wow, that sounds important. Malaria is a serious issue, especially in Africa. Did you know that 95% of global malaria deaths occur on that continent? Yeah, that's true. And it makes this new vaccine and the campaign to implement it even more significant. It's a big step forward in the fight against malaria. And you know what else is interesting? If malaria was a school, then Africa would be its top student. But thanks to this vaccine, we hope that Africa will soon graduate from this school. Moving on from medicine to movies. Have you heard the latest news from the world of cinema, mate? Yeah, of course. I'm always up to date with the latest news. So the Oscar nominees have been announced. In the important categories, 20 Days in Mariupol is nominated for Best Documentary Film. Wow, that sounds impressive. Are there any other surprises in store? Well, there aren't any big surprises otherwise. Oppenheimer has the most nominations, and it's already won a Golden Globe. Interesting. Which of the nominated films have you already seen, mate? I've only seen one of the nominees, the animated film The Boy and the Heron by Miyazaki. As I've mentioned before, this film is supposedly based on Yoshino's book, How Do You Live? But in reality, it's not quite the same. I need to look into this further, but it seems that the book only served as inspiration for Miyazaki's latest legacy film. Oh, that sounds like a riddle. But let's move on to other news. In Portugal, it's big wave season, and here are the highlights from the Tudor Nazare Big Wave Challenge surfing competition in 2023 Tarsh 2024. Wow, that sounds exciting. What else did you want to share? And the winners of the Travel Photographer of the Year 2023 competition were announced. 
some really good ones. I particularly liked this one. Oh, I'll definitely check it out. What else have you got for me? And last but not least, the sweetest thing. A photographer taught two rats to take selfies. Oh, it's so adorable. I had a white rat when I was a kid and it escaped into the garbage chute and never came back. They said they saw her dirty but lively. However, the time I spent with her is remembered as a happy one. I love all kinds of animals. Oh, that sounds like a really sweet story, mate. Switching from movies and the world of photography, let's talk about something more down to earth and everyday. Have you ever wondered if it's comfortable to walk in high heels? Well, I don't think I'll ever need to find out, but I've always been curious, so is it comfortable? Well, it depends on the type of heels. There are small kitten heels. They're quite comfortable. Stilettos might not be very comfortable, but they look beautiful, so people sometimes wear them for special occasions or important events. Got it. I'll make sure to remember what you said about high heels. When I grow up and decide to wear heels, I'd like to keep your advice in mind. We can chat about it some more later if you're interested, ducks. Oh, you forgot that I'm not a little kid anymore, but yeah, let's talk about it later. Otherwise, I'll definitely forget. Would be grateful if you could start supporting Expresso Monthly through Patreon or Boosty, or make a one-time contribution via PayPal or Revolut. Thanks, ducks. I'll do my best, mate. Speaking of comfortable footwear, let me tell you a funny story about the Dolphin Man. Oh, here we go. It's the Dolphin Man again. Yeah, that's right. And he's not just the Dolphin Man, he also speaks Dolphin. Can you imagine? Wow, that's quite a reaction. Take me with you, please. No way. The man in the background continues speaking Dolphin. My wife and kids don't believe me. I brought fish. He's actually learned the language for real. Yeah, he's a nutter, but it's so amusing, isn't it? <laughs>